0: Welcome to the third episode of our series entitled, Does Water Baptism Save? We previously examined the biblical meaning of regeneration. In today's segment, I am going to answer the question, what is water baptism? Water baptism is the means by which we identify with the Lord Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. is a public affirmation of one's faith in Christ, a testimony of one's union to Christ. Water baptism symbolizes the death of the old self and the new life that we live in and for Christ. It follows spiritual baptism and serves to affirm the internal work of regeneration initially accomplished by the Holy Spirit. is a ritual through which we declare publicly that we have turned from sin to our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we get baptized with water to show that we have been brought from death to life and adopted as children into the family of God, By the Holy Spirit of love. For instance, when the Lord sent Peter to preach to Cornelius and to his household, the Spirit of God came upon them while they were listening to Peter. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 10 verse 47 to 48a. Water baptism, like the Lord's Supper, is an ordinance given by the Lord Jesus Christ to his church. From the beginning of his earthly ministry, he charged the apostles to baptize new converts with water. See John 4 verse2. However, Christ's ultimate delegation of this charge to the disciples happened after His death on the cross and resurrection from the dead. The Lord appeared to His disciples, and before His ascension to glory, He charged them to go and spread the gospel everywhere on earth to make disciples, to baptize those who will believe his message and to teach them his precepts. Thus says the Lord in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. A parallel account to this pronouncement, commonly known as the Great Commission, is found in Mark 16, verse 15 to 16, when the Lord commands his disciples, Go into all the world, and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. However, to justify the heresy, many of those who claim that water baptism saves wrongly cite Mark 16, verse 16. This verse is as clear as high noon for it gives no supposition that anyone will be baptized who did not believe the gospel. The order in which the words are employed, whoever believes and is baptized, clearly underscores the existence of faith as preceding the act of immersion into water. That is, baptism Is not done prior to the reception of the word. To be baptized, one must first believe the gospel. Thus, he who lacks saving faith but receives baptism is not any different from his neighbor who neither believes the gospel nor has received water baptism. For both are condemned, since they both reject the person. And work of Christ. This is attested by the second class of this verse where the Lord speaks of condemnation. He says, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Why did he not make any reference to baptism in this class? Simply because, what baptism not being the means of salvation is lack, is not, and cannot be, the cause of someone's damnation. So therefore, those who lack saving faith, though they are baptized, cannot escape damnation. But those who believe, even if they are not baptized with water, will be saved, as was the thief on the cross. Faith is the means of salvation and is lack the cause of man's eternal ruin. Those who believe the gospel are saved, but those who reject it are condemned. This is clearly expressed not only in Mark 16 verse 15 to 16, but also in other verses on the doctrine of salvation. Never has the Lord declared, either directly or through his messengers, that water baptism saves people. To be saved, one must receive the word of God. One must believe in the person and work of Christ. Faith in Christ is the necessary preliminary to salvation. The Apostle Paul affirms this truth when he reminds the believers in Ephesus how they were saved. He writes in him, that is in Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1 verse 13 to 14. Salvation is obtained only through faith in Christ and is graciously granted by God. And faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Romans 10 verse 17. So we must hear and believe the gospel in order to be saved. Those who hear and believe what the scriptures say about the person of Christ and his work are saved. But those who reject the word of God, both written and incarnate, are not saved, but condemned. What therefore leads to the condemnation of man is the unbelief in the testimony that God has given concerning his son, is the rejection of the word of truth, which is the severest and most deadly sin, and not The fact that they did not receive water baptism. No one can please God without saving faith, which is demonstrated by one's acknowledgement of his sinfulness and inability to satisfy God's justice. He who has faith in Christ acknowledges his need for Christ, humbles himself before him in repentance, and entrusts himself exclusively to Christ for the remission of his sins and peace with God. For saving faith is evidenced by genuine humility. So unless we believe the message of the cross, which is possible only through the sovereign grace of God and the activity of the Spirit of life who implants faith within our hearts, We cannot be saved. Thus, the Lord declares in John 5 verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Conversely, he who does not believe remains spiritually dead, and cannot receive eternal life, but comes into judgment. We believers receive water baptism to proclaim our union with Christ our Lord and Savior. Water baptism does not cleanse us inwardly, nor does it save us. It's a testimony of our new birth and new life in Christ, which is wholly and exclusively accomplished by the Holy Spirit. To assert that water baptism regenerates sinners is a distortion of the word of God. This brings about destructive and eternal consequences both against the one who makes such a claim and those who are misled by it. It is deceptive to teach people to submit to a ritual rather than to cry out to God, the fountain of life. Regeneration is a work done by the Holy Spirit, work through which we are adopted into the family of God. And water baptism is simply a testimony to that inward transformation, to that new life in union with Christ, which only those chosen in Christ by God the Father before the foundation of the world can experience. Water baptism has no value unless it is preceded by the transformation of the heart wrought by the Spirit of God, a transformation that results in repentance and faith in Christ. When Peter stood in the midst of the multitude on the day of Pentecost and accused the people of Israel for killing their Messiah, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Acts 2 verse 37 It is unmistakably clear that at that moment, Upon hearing the message of Peter, these people were suddenly convicted by the Spirit of God and with their hearts pierced, they turned to the apostles to seek guidance. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Verse 38 to 39. Verse 40 to 41 reads, And with many other words he, meaning Peter, bore witness and continued to exalt them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation so those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3000 souls this event which happened at pentecost was marked by a sequence of acts first there was spiritual conviction they were cut to the heart followed by repentance and faith. Those who were convicted by the Holy Spirit received His word. That is to say, they repented of their sins and put their trust in Christ. And lastly, they received water baptism, see verse 41, to identify with Christ in His death, burial, and resurrection. So these people were first regenerated like every genuine believer before they were baptized with water. Their regeneration preceded their faith, that is, the reception of the word that was preached, which is fruit of the Spirit, and water baptism was administered to them as a symbol of their new birth single-handedly wrought by the Holy Spirit. In our next episode, we are going to examine the onset of water baptism in Christianity. Stay tuned.